Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to welcome you guys to another episode tonight, you guys. Uh, tonight is going to be another awesome topic, guaranteed, you guys. We're going to be talking about another deep um, topic. If you guys um, joined us last week, we had, a phenomenal, we had a phenomenal time. We had phenomenal guests on the platform. Um, we had Andrea Johnson last week, and we talked about um, – AIDS, uh, HIV and AIDS in 2016, Andrea, and she talked with us about her personal experience about um, contracting HIV, um, you know, and uh, living with it day to day, and it was definitely a compelling, compelling, compelling um, interview. So if you guys missed that, go and check out um, last Thursday's guest. Andrea Johnson, uh, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And tonight, you guys, uh, she's no stranger to our platform. And uh, tonight, you guys, we got Arthur. You guys know her, Arthur Melody S. in the building, Melody Stamps, you guys. She's on tonight. And usually when she comes on, um, we discuss um, her books. Uh, She's putting out uh, great books. And we will be talking about that tonight as well. But tonight we're going to be talking about a different aspect, a different side of her um, that she actually wanted to share with listeners out there uh, to, you know, advocate about. And so tonight we're talking about the effects of physical abuse and the triumph through healing. Um, And and the reason why I put triumph through healing in there is because everybody knows that the healing process, it is a process, it's a journey um, to get back uh, to that of new, you know, getting back to yourself um, as much as possible. And so that in itself can be a journey. Um, things can kind of come in our way as far as roadblocks and all kind of things when we are in the process of healing. So uh, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, you guys. And at any time you have any questions or comments for Melody, uh, I'm feel free that she will be happy to uh, answer those for you guys. All you have to do is call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. And, of course, you guys, hey, you can listen to us on your phone. 
or your tablet. All you got to do is download our app. That's the YRN 1328 app available on your iPhone and Android, and you can listen to my show. You can listen to uh, Conscious Vibes with Brother Ramiel. You can listen to Priceless Mind with Sherry P. You can listen to Conversations with Trent with our very own Trent Williams, um, and you can listen to uh, your radio, uh, your network uh, with our very own Anthony Collins and Trent Williams as well, and then you can listen to the Anthony and the B-Fly show with myself. And of course, the amazing Anthony D. Collins, you guys. Um, so we got a lot. We have a lot of great people over here on the network. And if you guys have an opportunity to listen to the app, you're going to be able to listen to some great music. Not just talking R&B. I'm talking R&B. I'm talking jazz. I'm talking gospel. I'm talking independent artists. Um, man, you guys, uh, Renetta Mays, she has a, a single out. Uh, you got me open. Awesome, awesome single available on iTunes, so go and check that out. Purchase it. Uh, amazing uh, vocalist. I'm telling you guys, uh, YRN, we're just doing great things, and we continue to blossom and grow every day. And it's it's all thanks to you guys out there who are listening to us and supporting us and uh, giving us that encouragement daily uh, to keep on grinding and making things happen. So after all that business has been taken care of, you guys, uh, we're going to bring our special guest on here so you guys have an opportunity to uh, if you, if this is your first time hearing her, you get to uh, she get to meet her, and uh, she will introduce herself to you guys and uh, so the folks out there. So make sure, make sure you're listening, make sure you tuned in, make sure you share on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. Let everybody know that Melody S is over here on the beautiful Butterfly Show with Beyonce Fly, you guys. And so we're gonna start this conversation and get the ball running, you guys. Melody, you there? Hello, hello, hi, B Fly, I'm here. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. How are you? I am doing fantastic. It's always a pleasure talking to you. You have, I I don't know if I've ever told you before, you have one of the most um, just soothing, like soothing voices on the planet. Like uh, it's just like you're you're floating on the cloud and and sipping pina coladas and all that type of stuff. So it's just very, always nice to hear your voice. You're going to make me get all in my feelings. You better stop, girl. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I always enjoy coming on your show. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thank you, thank you. And, and I want you, uh, for the folks out there who may not be familiar with who you are, tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, I am Melody S., a wife and a mother, sister, cousin, a best friend. I am the author of Hellfire from the Pulpit, Mary and the Family, Murderous Obsession. Um, I contributed to In Love with Poetic Flow and Murderous Obsession too. Um, and I have a new book coming out May 2nd called Intimidated by Love. All right, all right. And, of course, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys um, that if you, haven't, if you haven't had a chance to read um, a book by Melody, I'm telling you guys are missing out on a treat. Um, I, I, just the, the hellfire from the pulpit. I mean, when I see you guys have book smoking, <laughs> it is smoking. And if you guys even go back, um, and I went back a little bit, and I uh, also have uh, Mary and the Family, which is awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, and that Thank is you. actually um, a novella. Is that correct? With different, it's like yes. different stories. Yeah, from thousands. Yeah. Yeah. So I I really enjoyed that. Uh, so if you guys. <laughs> 
are in for a treat when you read (laughs) pretty much any of her titles. Like, it's really one of those you have that gift to where, you know, you write something, and I think people really have no idea, like, what they're going to be in store for. You know, it's like it's always twists and turns and and gives you something new um, in each book that you read by yourself. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, of course, uh, before we get into the main uh, thing tonight, of course, we're going to talk about uh, your book a bit, the new book um, that you have released, uh, releasing some Intimidated by Love. Um, Uh Tell us about that and where uh, the motivation and inspiration for this new book comes from. Well, Intimidated by Love is really, um, at the crux of it all, a romance. But it's not Mm -hmm. your typical romance because we've got a lot of drama for your mama between the pages of Intimidated (laughs) by Love. You know, you know my style, so you know it's not going to be, oh, flowers and candy and everything's happily ever after. (laughs) You know, so, of course, there's a little bit of mystery. There's a little suspense. Um, Right. So, basically, it takes place in New York between the boroughs of Brooklyn Mm -hmm. and Queens. And uh, it's this young girl who comes from physical abuse and so she doesn't know how to be in a relationship she doesn't know how to love but she meets someone by chance who um, wants to save her but Mm -hmm. while he's trying to save her you know he's trying to teach her to love herself um, Mm -hmm. trying to teach her how to come out of the violent situation that she comes from and how to be her own woman so with that being said it takes you through a ride you know, along in the book, and you kind of go on this ride, and and every page that you turn, there's something new and different going on and interesting, Um, and then behind the scenes, there's someone who's out to kill her. Why? I don't know. Maybe I do know. Maybe I just don't (laughs) want to tell you guys, but it's it's very, very interesting. This is a very, very interesting book, and one that's very dear to my heart, because I'll tell you a secret. This book is actually the very first book that I ever wrote, Um, and I'm just now putting it out now because I feel like I've done the work. I feel like it's time, and I wanted it to Mm -hmm. be perfect. I wanted it to be exactly how I needed it to be, and it is everything and more. Um, So it's coming out May 2nd. Awesome, awesome. And and you mentioned something um, about that in the book about um, meeting people and and having to – um, really teach people how to love and and how to have mm-hmm. relationships. And that's one of the things I think a lot of people um, are unaware of when they go into relationships because a lot of us go into relationships with people and we're thinking, oh, okay. And so we don't really know until we kind of deep, deep within that, okay, this person has never experienced love before. This person, um, you know, right. has no idea what it is or I find that people have different definitions of what love is. You know, what yes, we ma'am. have learned what love is in one relationship could be a very unhealthy definition, you know, of what love really yes. is. So, you know, we yes. kind of go through that battle. So, you know, what what are your thoughts on that? Do you believe that, you know, when we are in the process of dating and getting relationships, like we really, you know, have to understand what love is really truly all about? Yes, we do, and it's very important mm-hmm. to mention that um, in relationships, and it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It could be a best friend relationship. It could be a, a family member. It could be a, 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 a coworker or a boss or whatever. Right. But 
Right. From the moment you set eyes on someone or someone sets eyes on you, we teach people how to treat us. So Absolutely. if we're allowing Absolutely. ourselves to be um, loved in an abusive way or loved in such a way that it's just not right for our spirit, we do ourselves a disservice by staying in the situation and or not trying to fix it, just saying, oh, I'm just going to teach this person how to love me, you know, because um, you have to first make that person understand that um, what I expect from you, this is how I expect you to treat me, period. Absolutely. If you can't right. treat me right. the way I expect to be treated, then I'm not with it. Because, again, mm-hmm. we teach mm-hmm. people how to treat us, how to love us. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and that's the thing a lot of times I think people don't understand is that we have the ability. We All of us, all of us have the ability and have the control, as you said, to, you know, command um, the respect um, uh, from certain individuals. However, mm-hmm. I think a lot of us, um, we do a lot of, self-compromising to, you yes. know, create relationships, to create marriages, mm-hmm. meaning that you have so many people, um, men and women, who have sat down on their dreams and ambitions and, and goals in life because, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't befitting for that relationship. Maybe that partner didn't want them to get involved in certain things. And, and I've talked mm-hmm. to several, you know, men and women uh, throughout the years on the show who have been in those situations where they were in relationships with people and they wanted to blossom and they wanted to grow and they wanted to, you know, maybe build their brand or, or whatnot, and their mate was not on board with that. You know, they had a non-supportive yes. mate. They didn't want them to do that. And so a lot of times people just, all right, I'm going to sit on my dreams, I'm going to sit on my vision um, in order to save this relationship. And, and a lot of times it, right. it doesn't make it any better, you know. No, it doesn't. And what they've done by doing that is they've told the other person by their action that how yeah. they feel and how they think is more important than myself. Right. right. That's not fair. Right. That's not fair. Right. Because even if we're talking about in a in a parent-to-child situation, a lot of parents you'll hear them say, I sacrifice for my child, I sacrifice for my child, I sacrifice for my child. Mm. But what about yeah. you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So there has to be yeah. like that. You know, there's that, there's that fine line, especially when we're dealing with relationships with men and women. You know, I don't ever mm-hmm. want to ever again be with a man who feels like my dreams are null and void because he wants to do this. So I have to right. sit down. You know, I thought it was very profound when Whitney sat down with Oprah and she mm-hmm. made a statement. She said, I found myself <laughs> dulling my light so that he could shine bright. Yeah, yeah. Very unselfish, yep. but really not a smart move. Right. Not a smart right. move. Right. Right. And, and that's one of the things, like, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, equate that to, to different things. You know, a lot of people equate when, when people treat their, their spouses or loved ones like that, like, man, okay, that's really love. But at the same time, you know, there's a difference in, in love and, and just being, I would say, over-infatuated with someone to the point right. where, you know, um, you're willing to really, you know, sacrifice whatever it is that you're doing 
so that person can, you know, shine. And that's the thing, especially nowadays. We're living in, in, in what I like to call this microwave society where instead of having more couples who are supportive just together, you know, hey, if you want to do mm-hmm. this, I'm going to support you on that. I'm, You know, if you want to do that, I'm going to support you on that. It, it's become a competition, sadly, in relationships yes. of, you know, well, I want to be the one to blossom. You know, I want to be the one to make money. Well, why can't we both make money? You know, why can't we exactly. both be great? You know, yes. so uh, what, and, do you, what do you think that, you know, what do you think that comes from, the the, comp, the competitiveness of even today continually, um, not you know, not just people in the workforce, but people who are actually in relationships in their homes together? Hmm. Well, for me personally, see, I don't think that for me that wouldn't that wouldn't tell me that we're in love because right. love is not competitive between two. Love is right. supportive between two. You know what I'm right. saying? So, like, my husband right. and I, he wants to do something, but I'm doing 50 million other things. So we work it out. <laughs> right. We schedule around each right. other. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I do a lot of stuff. Right. You know, my husband with the lupus right. and everything, he can only do but right. so much, you know, in his day. So we schedule mm-hmm. our schedules around each other so that we can both get to, you know, the goal that we're trying to reach together and separately. Mm-hmm. Now, that's right. love. That's being supportive right. of your partner and saying, even right. if you even if you don't get to where you want to be, I'm going to be right here with you the whole way. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. I think that a lot of people... Um, you know, they, they, they lack that support in, you know, not only not lo- learning or knowing how to love someone, uh, we forget how to uh, continually uplift our mates, you know, when we get yes. in relationships. I think it's really, mm-hmm. it's easy, you know. Um, you know, it's easy to, to say things in the heat of the moment and, and cut down people when you feel like they're not doing enough. But at the same time, you know, the extra push and the extra, you know, positive words of affirmation to your yes. spouse yes. are the things that mm-hmm. mean the most, you know. Girl, let me tell you something. Every time I'm I'm feeling like, oh, there's just too much going on. I need a break. I need to just step back. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to do this anymore. My husband right. is in my face saying, girl, stop lying. This is what you were made to do. You better right. take a few days off and pick that laptop up and get busy. You yeah, know, because he knows this is my true heart's desire. So he's right, right. there, you know, and that right. that's, that's priceless. If you have that, that is priceless. Oh, Somebody that's pushing you because they believe in your vision. They believe in your right. dream, and they're willing to do any and everything to help you get there. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. That's positive. Absolutely. And it's one of those things, you know, like as you mentioned, like, you know, can you imagine, like, if he was one of those individuals that when you said you want to quit, but, oh, okay, you know, all right, that's what, you, you know, that's what you want to do. And that's a, and that's one of the things that gets a lot of people, I, I would say, even in deeper situations in their relationships. And it's when you, and I know some people may not like this, but when you have a person that pacifies you, you know, in a relationship. Yes. I mean, oh. if you... If you say like, oh, well, honey, I don't, you know, the thing about it. Okay, let's say you want to, I want to drop twenty pounds by such and such date, and and you start mm-hmm. going to the gym. Then after a while, you're like, I'm not going back no more. And, and your spouse is like, okay, well, cool. You know, <laughs> to think about it, right, to have right. somebody who just pacifies you every moment because this is what you want to do instead of saying, well, look, 
you know, if you really want to get to that goal, we're going to have to go to the gym more often. We're going to have to eat right. We're going to have to do this. Yes. But a lot of times, you know, we run into those people who just want to pacify us because they feel like that's what we need. Right. And it's and it's the same thing. Like, I think I posted on Facebook a couple of days ago. Like, I'm not the friend that's going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm the friend that's going <laughs> right. to tell you what you need to hear. So my friends don't call me right. when they don't really want to know the truth. They don't call me with it. They might shoot me a quick text because they know I, I'm going to have a lot to say and I ain't going to feel like texting them back. But if they call me, I'm going to tell them, you wrong right. as a dirty dog with fleas, you know. So, I, you know, I, I, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't agree with, with yeah. pacifying people because you really don't help them. That's not helping anybody. Mm-hmm. you just pacifying and being a yes man. That's not helping anybody. Right. Right. I, need, I need a spouse or, or relationships. I need people in my life that's going to tell me, Melody, don't do that because this is what's going to happen. Or, Melody, you're wrong for that. You need to fix that. You know, I don't, I don't want the other kind of love. I don't, I don't want that. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and it's so important for us to really, you know, look and see what are we, because I, I believe, you know, in relationships you are should be able to take, you know, gain something from the relationship and learn something mm-hmm. uh, from your relationship continuously, mm-hmm. you know, um, throughout mm-hmm. this period. No matter how long you've been married, I feel like there are, there are things that are made that you're going to be like, oh, wow, you know, I didn't know that. Or, you know, different things that, mm-hmm. that go on in certain times of your life that brings out things, you know, that are new and fresh. And so I think that, you know, it's up to us as individuals to continue to keep, especially communication, just keep the lines of communication open. You know, oh, you'd yes. be surprised how many people stay in the same house and sleep in the same bed, yet their conversations are limited. <laughs> you yes. know, they're, they're yes. very, very limited. Mm-hmm. Girl, I know my husband be like, I wish he shut up, cause I just be talking all day. I be every between my typing and dealing with the kids, I find him whatever he's doing in the house, he's trying to hide from me. I be like, Hey, guess what? Did you hear about this? And I just be on the talk. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, of course, uh, you said the book releases May third, May second. May 2nd, you guys, and uh, um, tell the folks out there where it's going to be available. It's going to be available on Amazon. They're going to have, I'm going to have print copies sold through my website and also on Amazon, but I'll be selling the print copies autographed if they, you know, if they order from my website directly. Um, it'll be anywhere books can be, can be found online. So being in, create space, all that kind of stuff. Awesome, awesome, guys. And I definitely know it's going to be a good one. And uh, what we're going to do, you guys, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to get into those meat and potatoes of our discussion tonight, you guys. We're going to be talking about the effects of physical abuse and the triumph through healing. Uh, we'll be, we, we will be back, you guys, with Melody Seals right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Do I love you? It's been a long time coming, kings and queens. My first published book, titled Life is Outstanding. It's a self-help motivation book by your very own, me, Anthony D. Collins. 
Life is outstanding, brings nothing but true knowledge with an understanding that I have to expose myself spiritually, physically, financially, and emotionally to show my readers that I have been through the same struggles or worse, but I have chosen to live life happily. The key is to let go of the bad experiences and move on to make way for better things to happen in life. You can read that and more in my book due to release in January of 2014. I thank everyone for their continuous support. Now, back... author Trent Williams of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, Take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Yes, it's finally here. It's official. Signed with Universal. Miss Renetta Mays with You Got Me Open. Live from Flame Studios, Vibration Radio, Taylor Kennedy Media, and of course, YourRadioNetwork.com. Buy that. Cop that. Hell, I don't care if you burn that, but just support that. Miss Renetta Mays, You Got Me Open. Just for stop saying it. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the beautiful Butterfly Show. That track clean was uh, by one and only Deja B, you guys. Uh, that's Kissing You. You guys, make sure you check out Deja B. Uh, that's Deja Bryson on Facebook. Um, you guys, amazing artists out there on the West Coast in California. Big shouts out to her uh, as well. And so we are back, you guys. We are on with our special guest tonight, Melody Sims, you guys. And uh, we are getting to our uh, subject uh, the meat and the potatoes of the show tonight. You guys, we're talking about the effects of physical abuse and the triumph through healing, you guys. And so, Melody, of course, uh, with this topic of, of physical abuse, um, as we know, there are uh, a lot of people um, who deal with physical abuse on, on so many levels. And oftentimes, um, uh, it's not all, you know, people may look at you and be like, okay, well, she looks good, but, you know, but underneath the clothes and underneath, you know, makeup or whatever, um, it's a lot of things that can take place um, with us um, when we're in certain situations. And so uh, for you, talk about uh, the your story, your story dealing with uh, physical abuse. Well, I've had more than one, sad to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it always starts out really well. Right. And uh, I'll talk about my one um, when I was quite a bit younger. And mm-hmm. he was upset for, I don't even remember. It, it, it wasn't anything big. But I was coming down the steps, and he was coming behind me. And I was talking my smack, you know, you know, leave me alone, go somewhere with that. And he pushed mm-hmm. me down the steps. Mm-hmm. And I ended up with a dislocated shoulder, collarbone, Mm -hmm. ended up in the hospital, stayed for a couple of days. I was okay um, on the outside. On the inside, I was like, what the hell did I get myself into? You know, where did this come from? What am I supposed to do? Because I was quite young at that time. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't right because it wasn't like I grew up with that in my house. So I knew it, it wasn't right. But, right. you know, thinking I'm in love and thinking, you know, he'll never do it again. It's going to be okay. Boy, was I wrong. I was right. wrong. And um, so the next instant when uh, we had an altercation and he pushed me up against the wall and was choking me and I couldn't breathe, I thought that that, that was it for me. I, right. You know, the the look in his face was just something that I had never seen. I'd never seen someone look so, uh, I'm going to say demonic, because that's the best word that I can, yeah. that I can find. Very, very scary right. situation. Very scary. Right. Um, then there's, there's relationships I had where, well, one relationship I had where there was a lot of mental abuse. You know, there was the whole, well, you're, you know, Melody, you're educated, and I'm not, so I'm going to treat you as bad as I can to show you that you're not better than me. And now I didn't understand that while I was while I was in the situation. But when I was out of the situation and I look back on it, I'm like, wow, he was punishing me because because I was educated, and he wasn't. So we would right. argue, 
And he would say, you know why I hate you? You know why I hate you so much? And I'm like, why? Why do you hate me? Because you always use big words when you're talking to me, like you want me to feel stupid or something. Mm-hmm. And I look back now at how ridiculous that was, you know, to right. to try to shame someone because they're educated. You know what I'm saying? That's so he right. didn't have to hit me. His his tongue was, his, you know, his mouth was enough. You know, he would say the meanest things. And, you know, it, just, it was just really bad. It was really bad. And, and thinking back, um, because I... Um, as always, we, we like to, you know, inform and, and educate folks. What do you think were, um, you know, when it, when the situation first took place, uh, what were some of the signs that, that you noted um, that were red flags but you necessarily you, – you saw them, you know, because we, we all see certain red flags in relationships and we just, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we just kind of let it bypass. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what were some of your red flags that you saw, but you kind of dis dismissed early on in the relationship that really were huge red flags for you? Well, the first really big thing for me when I look back on it now is his it was his jealousy. He would get so jealous, like if we go to the store or we just go out anywhere, and if anyone dared to look at me, he would just act like a madman, like a caveman, like he had no home training at all. And my thing was, you know, I was I was cute. I'm still cute. So, okay, people don't look at me, you know. I thought that's what men liked for, you know, have a nice, nice something, something on their arm and not him. He didn't play that. So I should have, you know, instead of me looking at it like, I, again, I was young. So I was looking at it like, oh, my God, he really loves me. He goes crazy when people, you know, when guys look at me and, you know, right. oh, I'm his prize, you know. So it, right. it, it you know, like a like an ego boost, you know, because I was foolish, young and foolish. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Another Another red flag was the way he treated his mother. He treated mm-hmm. his mother like she was the scum between his toes. And my wow. mother always said, if you want to know if a man is a good man, pay attention to the way he treats his mother. Mm. Yeah. I paid attention, but like yeah. you said, I, I ignored it because, I, you know, he was good looking. And I was like, yeah, he's mine, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think another uh, big red flag was when, I, when we met, I was working two jobs and he was working no job. And after, like, a couple of weeks, I just came right out and asked him, like, you know, are you looking for work? Are you trying to work? And he would say, oh, my asthma's too bad. I can't go to work because my asthma's too bad. Mm. So right. now, being 33 and looking back, I'm coming home. I'm paying all the bills. I'm supporting your smoking and your drinking and all that. And you're just mm. chewing me out every chance you can get, making me feel small, you know, I'm not getting any clap, you know, any slaps on the back. Well, good job. Well done, you know, for working so right. dang hard to support you. You know, to me, that's abusive. That is abusive. When you are with someone who refuses to make their situation better for either themselves or for the both of you, why would you not want to do that? And do you think that um, a lot of times uh, when we see people um, – act out in these ways, and you mentioned, um, and that's that's a top sign that so many 
uh, women and men, because I, I don't want people um, to also, and, and I'm, I want to share this with people just to put this in there for a little bit. When it comes to physical and physical, physical and mental abuse, domestic violence, um, a lot of times people think that's just centered around women, but it's not. Uh, years oh, ago, no. um, I did a show on men. And I'm going to actually have a, another guest come back soon. But we're going to, we had a show about men, men who deal with physical abuse. And so on average, you know, it's been estimated like over, you know, during the year is 135,000 men that deal wow. with domestic violence, physical abuse, mental abuse from the hands of women. And so a lot of people, you know, don't don't think about that. And so, uh, but I want people to keep their their mind open to this. And, and a lot of times, we don't realize that 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 you know you hear often all the time that as women, because we're not shaped certain ways. Every the first thing most people say is, "Well, she has daddy issues." You know, she got mommy mm-hmm. issues, this and that. And mm-hmm. the third, well, you have a, a bouquet of men going around this planet who. They have daddy issues. They have mommy issues, you know. And so those issues of how they have related or not being able to relate to mom or dad have transferred into their relationships. And so, you know, and like you mentioned, because that that whole relationship that he had with his mom was just, ugh, you know. So when it came to you, he definitely didn't know, you know, you know, you know, how to treat you um, or, or how to have a conversation conversation with you or uplift you and encourage you. You know, so the thing about it is that we also have to, you know, look in the in the spect of, and I'm not discrediting uh, what he did in any way, but just, you know, putting it out there that a lot of times we have to see that, you know, everybody has that, that background, the root of the problem is what I like to call right. it um, as well. And so, um, and, and do you think, like for you, because as I mentioned that, one of the most popular sounds, as you mentioned, is the whole jealousy factor. Because, and I remember that. I remember being in a relationship, um, and you have that guy who he's jealous. He almost you talking to no guy, and and this and that and third. And as women, we always think like, oh man, that's cute. You know, he he's protective mm-hmm. over me, and you know, mm-hmm. it kind of you know boosts up our self esteem and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of times, we don't realize like that's a, a form of control. You know, a form of control yes. of, of keeping you close. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. And it, Absolutely. You know, they say Good. hindsight is, is, you know, it's just when I look back, I, 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 <laughs> I just can't believe I just ignored all the signs, you know, all the red flags. Yeah. I knew, like you said, I right. knew they were there. I knew they were there. So, yeah. And, 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 I, and I wanted to ask you uh, with that. Um, because a lot of times when people are going through different physical abuse and mental abuse, um, they their mates often kind of keep them isolated from their families. Did you ever experience that where he didn't really want you to, you know, interact with your family or, or, or friends or oh, anything I like did. that? Mm-hmm. I did. I did. He yeah. even went so far as to tell me that my sister tried to sleep with him. And, I mean, he wow. wanted me not just isolated. He wanted me angry with my family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he wanted me angry with my family. And as I said back then, I didn't understand, but that was the final straw for me. Like, I'm not going to sit there and let you just, 
you know, dog my family out and, and lie and, and, you know, I just, I couldn't take right. it. I couldn't take it. And the process for getting out of such a situation is not hard. It's not tedious. None of that. For those out there mm-hmm. who are listening, who may be in a situation like this, you know, do what I did, have the strength to leave. And that's exactly yeah. what I did. I left. Yeah. I, I packed up what was important to me, everything else that wasn't, I left it right there. And I went into the um, domestic violence shelter where he couldn't find me. Wow. And he wanted yeah. to find me. He tried so hard. But, you know, those shelters mm-hmm. are very secretive. They're private. Yes. You know, right. they don't let right. you, you know. So he, he couldn't find me. And that's how I got away. Right. right. And what was that? What, what what take us back to to that moment that that day that time period where you decide Melody decided you know what I I have had enough I deserve better I deserve to be you know mm-hmm. loved and in a better situation uh, when when was that moment for you That moment for me was I had at that time one son mm-hmm. and up until that point our fights and arguments were. Um, kept from him. He didn't really see anything, you know. Mm -hmm. But one day, I was sitting down and I was doing homework with my son, and he came in the room and started an argument, and I was trying to be quiet because I knew my son was sitting there and I didn't want to act a fool in front of him. But he, he just outright called me a stupid B in front of my son. Wow. I couldn't let that rock. Mm-hmm. I couldn't let that rock. Right. The very next day, he went out with his friends, and when he came back, I was gone. Mm. Hadn't seen him since. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And were there ever, because, um, you know, we hear all different you know, stereotypes behind um, situations like this. But for you, did you have those moments where even even leaving him, um, did you ever have moments where you wanted to go back? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. Because what yeah. it becomes is um, comfortability. You get mm-hmm. comfortable with the person. You know what to right. expect from the person. So, you know, right. you pretty much, you know. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to go back. I did. But what stopped mm-hmm. me was that little guy that I was responsible for. Mm-hmm. That that God said, you're so special that I'm going to give you one of my children, and I'm going to put you in charge mm-hmm. of this little child that I'm put, I'm giving right. to him him to you on loan, and you are responsible right. for him. And every time I mm-hmm. looked at him, Bianca, I just knew I couldn't go back. I knew it. I said I can't go back because if I let him get away with that, next he's going to be kicking my butt right there while my son is there. No. Right. Mm-mm. Right. No. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and a lot of times, and I'm glad that you were able to, you know, find the strength and find the courage to leave because there's so many um, people who, who don't. You know, we, we sit around and we know, you know, I would say a good bit of us may know someone who's in, involved in those type of situations where there's a whole bunch of fighting and black eyes and and busted lips and certain things going on. And oftentimes we, especially if we're connected with those people, we're sitting around like, why don't you leave and why don't you do this and that? And as you mentioned, 
it's that it's that level of comfortability and it's also that fear of what happens when I leave. Where am yep. I going to go or what am I going to do? Especially, I mean, you have to think about it, and, and as we talked about a little while ago, especially when that person has maybe isolated you from your entire family. So if they have created a negative circle around you and you've cut off, you know, family and friends, you literally have no one, you know. And so a lot of times it's that fear of where do I go, you know, because I've created, these, you know, these negative relationships you know, with my family because of this person that I chose to be with. So it's that fear of, you know, just stepping out on faith and and, and knowing that, you know, anything outside those walls has to be better, you know, than what you're currently um, dealing with, you know. And that was definitely a fear, like what's going to happen? You know, I'm going to have to take my son to this shelter. Is Mm -hmm. it going to be clean? Are they going to treat us right? Am Mm -hmm. Am I going into a worse situation? You know, I didn't know, but... Mm-hmm. I, I trusted. I trusted the God I serve. That's what I did. That's what it, what it really boils down to. I trusted that everything He told me, He was going to hold up His end of the bargain. All I had to do was be strong enough to listen to that little voice in the back of my head that kept saying, "If you don't leave, this man is going to beat you down till you are nothing." I couldn't right. let that happen because, like I said, I had a son, and I had I had to be there for him. I had to. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the what I want to do is I, I just want to take um, a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Melody's journey to finding love again. As you guys uh, heard in the show, she mentioned um, about her husband, and so sometimes through uh, physical abuse, domestic violence, um, you know, it's hard for people to get in relationships and find love again. So we're going to be talking with Melody on how, you know, she got on that great journey of of discovering what love is again um, and all that good stuff. So you guys stay tuned right here to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, and we'll be back to you guys. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child Sometimes I feel like a motherless child Sometimes I feel like a motherless child Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Every now and then, I feel her creeping through my memories. And I wonder, does she ever think about me? She's got my emotions feeling a little perplexed all because she left. She's got me feeling like I'm undeserving, like I'm unworthy of knowing a mother's love. But I knew, I knew the moment he ejaculated me into her womb that it was way too soon. That she wasn't ready yet to be the woman I needed her to be. So sometimes, I try not to question why she parted with her unmature seed. She couldn't watch me grow, had no time to sow her love into me. She walked away and never looked back because for her, for her I was a harsh reality. But I still wonder, does she ever think about me? 
On that one day a year, does my birth bleed through her and disturb her sanctuary? Or is the situation quite contrary? And she feels tranquility because she thinks she did the best by me. When she when she reads the paper and kids are found dead in the street, does it ever occur to her that that might have been me? Does she play along with the fantasy that I am a motherless child? Does she accept the fact that she wasn't around? And I, I think to myself, how can she live with what she did? I feel a little jealous sometimes, wondering, does she have more kids? I ponder the thought, did she keep them? Which brings me to question myself and ask, was it something that I did? But then I stopped because I knew it was way too soon. The moment he ejaculated me into her womb. That she wasn't ready to be the woman I needed her to be. So I remain a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Alone way from to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I am your host, Bianca Fly, and that uh, piece of magnificent poetry um, was by our very own Floetic Flow Malone. You guys, she was a guest on here about two weeks ago. You guys can go and purchase her uh, poetry album on available on Amazon, um, cdbaby.com, iTunes, uh, Floetic Tears. Uh, you guys connect with her on Facebook as well as Flow It Flow Malone, a awesome, awesome um, poet. That piece was entitled Motherless Child. So big shout out to Flow It Flow for that awesome piece. And of course, um, Melody, uh, wrapping up a little bit. 
for the folks out here who are have gone through situations uh, such as the physical abuse, domestic abuse, mental abuse, um, for you, how did you get to the point of rediscovering love? Uh, because, of course, it's not easy, well, I would assume. It's not easy to trust again and try to build, you know, a relationship with someone. So for you, uh, with meeting your husband, how did how did you, how did Melody, you know, let herself, you know, re, re, you know, get back into that process of, of discovering what love is really all about? Well, uh, when I met my husband, by that time I was old enough, I had gone through a series of bad relationships with um, different forms of abuse and everything. And so I learned how to read people. And anyone who knows my husband knows that I'm telling the truth right now. This man has the softest, most sincere way about him. Um, I took the time to get to know him. And I wasn't looking for a relationship at the time because, like I mentioned, I had gone through a series of bad relationships and I really just wasn't interested. But something inside of me, like, Bianca, I just knew. I knew that I could trust him with me. Right. I knew that. Right. And I knew that he could trust me with himself. So um, what I had learned through all of these abusive relationships mm-hmm. is that number one, I, I, I have to, you know, claim my part, which goes back to the beginning of what we were saying. I was teaching them mm-hmm. how to treat me by yeah. not standing up for yeah. myself and loving myself right. enough to say, I deserve better than this. Right. Um, right. Also what I had learned is that um, if I, if I continue to look at men with the with the idea that they are all the same and that no one mm-hmm. would ever love me. And if they did, right. they would only love me in an abusive way mm-hmm. that I was going to spend the rest of my life alone. Nobody wants to spend the rest of their life alone. So I did the necessary work on myself before I met him. I had done the necessary work on myself, just being honest and true with myself about who I am, what I expect right. from other people and how I want them to treat me. So when I met my husband, I looked I could look in his eyes and tell that this guy was no threat to me. He was no threat to me. I felt yeah. his sincere his sincerity, you know what I'm saying? I felt yeah. his care. All of that. Absolutely. And so, you know, we started dating and everything and he knows all about my past and things like that, things that I've gone through and so he understands that there's certain things um, about my personality that stem from those bad relationships. Now, I've let a lot of that baggage go, but in the back of my mind, I'm always like, you know, I don't want him to flip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't right. feel like he right. is, but I don't want right. to be wrong. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah. um, I trust him. I trust him and I trust myself. So that's basically how you triumph. In the end, you just trust yourself. You know, stop going after the same type of man because that's what happened to me. It was like I was dating the same man over and over and over again. Wow. I, I can't tell you why I was attracted to that kind of man, but I started shopping in a different aisle, put it like that. 
<laughs> and yeah, I started shopping in a different aisle. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna go down the aisle where the men are wearing wife beaters and their name is uh, Quinky Dink. You know. Yeah. Oh, you just call me Q. Just call me Q. You know. <laughs> I started shopping down the other aisle where the it. men were that wanted to do something with themselves and they they wanted to 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 have a family and wanted to love me the way that I knew I deserved to be loved. Right. So that's the secret. The secret is to just trust yourself and start changing some of your habits and you'll find love like just like I did. I love it. I mean, the, and that's the thing about it is that, um, and I, and I think that, um, and, and as you mentioned, um, you know, you said you, you, so it's the back of your mind is those moments, and I think that once you've been through those experiences, um, regardless, you know, um, of how good someone is to you, it's always in the back of your mind, like, okay, is there going to be a moment where this changes? You know, because especially yes. when you've been in a relationship full of, you know, dysfunction and chaos and so forth. And so it's like you're always waiting or not necessarily waiting, but you're wondering, like, okay, are these moments are going to occur? You know, but, hey, you know, right. if this is a love, mm-hmm. you know, a loving, ongoing, supportive relationship, I say glow in love and roll with it, uh, you know. Uh, because that is the best thing to be able to have a mate um, that you can share your dreams and aspirations with and yes. one that encourages you. As you mentioned earlier in the show, there are days where you want to say, you know what, enough of this, and he continues to push you, pushes you to, you know, the next level and the next level, and that's what it's all about. You know, at the end of the day, uh, relationships are about compromise, and they are about encouraging and uplifting, and, and everybody can grow and everybody can do well. Um, and it's all a form of, of how you communicate um, with yes. each other. You know how you how you sit down and have those di- those dialogues. It's important to you know sit down and, and have those things. And those those other things like when your relationship is having challenges, it's those moments where you have to sit down and say, hey, here's what I'm having a hard time with in our relationship. Yes, you know. Yes. Um, but you know, and, and putting it out there. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, um, no, but you know, my husband. My husband has my kidney, so he knows if he ever does anything, I want him to cut my kidney up out of his body and sit it on the sofa, and he can go about his business wherever he's going, but you're going to give me my kidney back, honey. Exactly, exactly. I always joke with him, and I say, you know, when we get 90 years old, he's going to try to you gonna try to go get him a seventy year old little something something that she look cute. I told him he can have her as long as he put my kidney on the sofa. I want it back the same way I gave it to you. Sit it right there and you go about your business. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well it has been an absolute pleasure, of course, having you on the show this evening. Um it's always great to to talk with you, and uh, we definitely want to encourage the folks uh, to pick up Intimidated by Love, available to you guys on May 2nd. And uh, what, what are some final words and thoughts you want to share uh, with the listeners out here before we get out of here tonight? Well, what I want to say is there's somebody out there listening. Maybe they're on the line. Maybe they'll listen to this recording later on that is in the type of situation that we've been talking about. Um, and I just want to encourage you. 
I want to I want you to draw energy, draw my strength, and I want you to get out of that situation that you're in because nothing is nothing good is going to come from it. It's only going to end badly for you. So I say use that strength and 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 turn it into motivation and get out of there. There, Frida. Uh, you can you can find me at facebook.com/slash Melody Author, uh, facebook.com/slash Author Melody Writes. I'm on Instagram, Melody underscore S underscore Writes. I'm on Twitter at Melody the Author. If you need some some encouraging words, just reach out to me, and I, there's always going to be a hand reaching back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's one of the things to be able to, um, because there's so many people, you know, so many people going through things, and a lot of times people, believe it or not, um, don't always have people um, that they can reach out and, and talk to about things that are going on. So, you know, it, it's great to be that listening um, and that opening ear. Uh, for those who are, are going through things, and there's so many of us who who are going through things daily, and sometimes we, you know, we have a tendency to try to, um, you know, um, handle things on our own. But sometimes it's good to have that that open connection with other people to share what's going on with us. So, of course, again, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure having you here on the show, and I'm so glad that you were able to come on here and share your personal story and also provide some um, encouragement. Um, and enlightenment uh, on this subject matter as well. And I, I definitely appreciate you as always. I, I, oh, my God, be fly I just love you. You are my sister. You just don't know it. We are sisters from other <laughs> misters, and I love you, and I love your support and, and what I'm doing. And um, I really appreciate you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely, my pleasure. And I know you that, of course, you'll be back on again soon. We're gonna get her back on here, you guys, when that when that book drops, um, and we're gonna get into that as well uh, for you guys. So you guys definitely be on the lookout for that as well, and um, make sure you connect uh, with Melody as well um, on uh, Facebook and um, all over. Oh wait, I have a new website you too. It's www. You gotta put out the. Yes. It is it is yes. it is dot okay. com. That's all me right there. And it's all nice and fancy and stuff. It well, is. You guys, to- <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to check that out, you guys. Um, it's definitely put on by Taylor, uh, Taylor Media, Kennedy, oh, Taylor Kennedy Media, uh, you guys, uh, definitely. Computer uh, Solutions. Met, uh, mm-hmm. Computer Solutions, yeah. So you guys are, are looking for a, a good uh, website uh, creator. Uh, you guys can actually hit me up, and I'll connect you with the right people. So we'll, we'll do it like that. So uh, I definitely appreciate um, you coming on here as well. And uh, I'll be talking with you again soon. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And you too, B-Fly. Thank you so much. Have a good night. You too. All right, you guys. That was Melody S. Make sure you guys go and check her out. Her books are all over uh, Amazon. Get them on Kindle. I get them on Kindle so I can read them on the go wherever. And I'm telling you, they are amazing, amazing books, you guys. So big shout out to Melody S. for coming on here. Definitely appreciate her sharing her uh, powerful, powerful story um, and journey um, through that as well. 
So big um, shout-outs to her. And once again, make sure you guys download our app, YRN1328, so you can listen um, to our shows and replays. We also do rebroadcasts of our shows throughout the week. So um, maybe it's a show that you didn't catch um, early in the week that you'll be able to catch again. And um, no worries. If you want to hear this show again, it'll be up and ready about five minutes after the show. Uh, you can just click this very link um, and listen to the show all over again, or just come on our app, YRN1328, available on iPhone and Android, you guys. And, uh, yes, like I tell you about our upcoming guest, you guys, we got Dr. Kitten D. Wiley. He's going to be joining us this Thursday. We're going to be talking about 10 principles of effective communication when it comes to relationships, marriages, and more, you guys. So that's going to be a great, great show. Uh, actually, Melody and I touched on that tonight about the importance um, the significance of communication in a relationship. So you guys make sure you check us out this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on no other than your radio network and the beautiful Butterfly Show with your host, Bianca Fly. So I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, you can let me know uh, what you thought about the show, or if you want to be a guest, email me, thebeautyflyshow at gmail.com, and say, hey, b I really enjoyed that show. Or hey, if you want to come on, send me your info, and we'll make things happen. And you can connect with me on Facebook as well, Bianca Fly, or join our family page over there on Facebook as well, The Beautiful Butterfly Show. So with that said, you guys, we want to get out of here. I'll see you guys back again here on Thursday. You guys have a great, great rest of your evening. Guess what I did today? Those were the words I said to you. It was last May, don't know the exact day. In my head there was a rain. Then you told me that you love me more than anything in your life. So I asked you, would you do me the honor of being mine? Do it, please.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 